Hey guys, let's talk about Clippers, Mavericks. That was the last game of the night, but it was the most, I guess, interesting. It's been the, it's the most interesting series, I suppose. This and probably Lakers Suns are the two most interesting series of the first round, and that one just ended. You know, Luca was amazing. He had like forty two points, fourteen assists. Uh, I think he went 17 for 37, which, like, when you hear 17 for 37, it doesn't sound good at all. But, like, it's still, like, 46%. It's not, like, terrible. Like, he wasn't efficient, but he wasn't, like, inefficient. You know what I mean? Uh, he was amazing. He created almost everything. I, I saw a stat. I think it was, like, he created 75% of all Mavericks points. That's insane. Kristaps. Uh, the unicorn big game eight point six rebounds, tremendous. No, I'm dead serious. This guy's an idiot. I don't know what the fuck he was doing down the stretch. He made a big three, but then he completely gave it up. Like in transition, he closed out on Marcus Morris uh, on the wing. Someone was in the corner, but someone was like I think it was Dorian Finney-Smith who was already guarding the corner. Kristaps runs to the corner like an idiot, leaves leaves the ball. With no one coming to the ball. Like, if someone else was coming to the ball, I would understand it. But no one else was coming to the ball, so he just left the ball. Marcus Morris made a three, and it cut the lead to, like, I think four. Um, you know, this was a close game all around up until, like, the end of the third quarter. That's when the Mavericks went on a little run. Um, you know, this is, this is something I've been talking about for a while. Just why can't superstars play 40-plus minutes? And tonight... I think Tim Hardaway, he's not a superstar, of course, but like he's a big role player. He played 45 minutes. Luca played, I think, 43 minutes. So like they finally played big minutes, and they won. Like That's what you need to do. In Game 6, if you're the Mavericks and you want to win, you have to play those guys big minutes. You have to. Um, on the other hand, the Clippers, like Tyloo's been doing some things I do like that. You know, Terrence Mann is getting a lot of minutes out there. They're playing small. What I don't like is how, like, when he's playing them. You know, Reggie Jackson in that third quarter, I believe, made four three-pointers. And he barely played in the fourth. I think he got in very late in the fourth. That made no sense to me, especially because you needed buckets. So I don't know why he wasn't there. You know, you had no one really running point for you. Uh, Kawhi didn't have a big game. I think he only had like 20 points or something, 25 and 5. So I know he wasn't big, but it was it was one of those games where I don't think he needed to be like a 40-point game because everyone else was making shots and they were winning. Yeah, Kawhi had 25 and 5. Paul George had 23, 10 and 6. They, the Clipper, actually no. Kawhi and Paul George had nine turnovers. The Clippers, to all to, I mean, not the Clippers, the Mavericks altogether had eight. Whew, that's not great. This was a really good game, though, a really fun game. Um, Rondo went 0 for 6, that's not good. Yeah, Kawhi went 7 for 19, that's actually not good. 1 for 7 from 3, took a horrible 3 at the end. He was a minus 8, Paul George, Batum were plus 17, plus 18. So the bench actually really did kill them. Rondo, Zubak, Kawhi, and Marcus Morris, they really killed them this game. 
Luca and Dorian Finney-Smith plus 15 plus 14. So like this was a game that the the Mavericks were just better in. Um, I'll say this though. I think if Anthony Davis is not healthy, I feel like the Mavericks. It wouldn't be shocking if they made the finals. Like if you just look through the West. Like, the, the Jazz look pretty good, but I'm not sure, like, how many people trust them. I'm not sure I trust them. So, like, they could definitely beat the Jazz, and then they could beat the Suns or the um, Blazers or the Nuggets. They could definitely beat them. It's only the Lakers, a healthy Lakers team that I think I would put above any other West team. But, once again, this series is not done. This was only a five-point game. Kawhi didn't have a great game. Uh, Paul George was in foul trouble for a little bit. Um... So, you know, this, this this could definitely go seven. They could go back to Dallas and win that. But, you know, Luka looks healthy. I was shocked at that. You know, he, he looked really awful in game four. Didn't look like he could move properly, and he came out firing tonight. Um, what's it called? I think they got up 10 late, like I said. I, I've, I've, this has been a big pet peeve of mine where you fa- like you foul someone but you complain to the referee instead of making sure they don't get the and one and Dwight Powell did this at the end of the game where he gave up and one to Kawhi where Kawhi beat him off the dribble and he reached him from behind wide open layup and one like I was that's just been a big pet peeve of mine where like people that's just an unnecessary foul too it makes no sense why you would do that you gotta either wrap him up or just let him go if he beat you you're still up. Just let him go. You don't have to give him an extra fucking point. Um, aside from that, we had... Um, what's it called? The Wizards, 76ers. That series finished tonight. Ben Simmons played center. His probably true position. Uh, it was a 17-point loss. Russ tried his best. 7 for 20 isn't great. But like, that's what you're going to get with Russ. He's going to try very hard to win a game and... He might go like 14 for 25 or he might go 7 for 20. Bradley Beal, I didn't think was that good in the series either. Like his number, like his raw numbers are going to look good. But he was a truly volume scorer in this series. And, uh, you know, we found out about Embiid. He has a partial meniscus tear. They said it's day-to-day, but I don't understand how that's possible. Uh, that's probably going to be probably a couple weeks that he's out. So, you know, the 76ers are going to have to survive uh, against the Hawks, which I do think they have enough talent to do so, especially because... If, let's just get to that series, because the Wizards, 76ers, that's not interesting at all. Hawks, Knicks, Trey Young, ice cold. Uh, he did not cave under pressure at all. He played 41 minutes. I like that. Uh, Julius Randle caved a lot. Uh, his shot was nowhere to be found. Uh RJ, he played all right, but his shot was nowhere to be found either. And most importantly, they had no one that could stay in front of Trey Young. Trey, he got the he got the switches that he wanted, and then he just beat Reggie Bullock or Julius Randle or Todd Gibson or Derrick Rose, whoever was in front of him, off the dribble consistently and got into the paint. Anytime you wanted. There there was nothing they could do about that. And I think against the 76ers with Ben and Matisse, I think it's going to be a lot tougher. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot tougher. You never know. You might be able to get switches and beat them. But, like, 
the way I've watched the 76ers, Ben and Matisse don't really... They don't really get screened off and, like, stay screened off. Like, they'll fight over that screen and they get, they'll get there. So I, w- I think that might be harder on Trey. Uh, I was shocked at the series just because I did not expect Julius Randle to get clamped up like that. I really didn't. You know, when I looked at the series, I said Hawks in probably six or seven because I just thought they were more talented. But I guess w- what I didn't consider was Julius Randle just puking all over the court. I, I think he shot 30% for the series. Not good at all. Uh, Derek Rose, you know, he was playing so well, averaging 23 points. He only had six tonight. You know, that's what you're going to get occasionally because he is like an unreal bench player, like spark plug, but you can't count on him productively anymore uh, every night. And, um, you know, Reggie Bullock and all of them boys, they talked a lot of shit to Trey Young and they couldn't back it up. They just couldn't back it up. Uh, especially in Atlanta. Like, Reggie Bullock made four out of eight threes tonight, but in Atlanta, he couldn't make anything. Um, yeah, the Hawks are a good team. You know, ever since uh, Nate McMillan took over, they were 27-11 and 11 and top 10 in offense and defense. So, like, people keep looking at them as, like, this uh, 42 and 30, I think it was 42 and 30 team. But, like, they're probably much better than They're probably, like, a 48 and what are the fuck the record is like twenty four I think forty eight and twenty four, they're probably like as good as that rather than forty two and thirty. Um, so I think they're actually, I think Hawks seventy six is gonna be really fun. Um, Memphis Jazz that closed out tonight as well. Uh, John Morant tried his best. Dylan Brooks tried his best. Uh, they, it just wasn't enough. You know, they couldn't stop Rudy on the inside. They couldn't stop Donovan. He had 36 and 10. 11 for 16 shooting. He was insane. Uh, Jordan Clarkson came off the bench, you know, lit it up as well. Uh, the only problem with that game is Mike Conley, I believe, got injured. I don't know what the, you know, like the final is on Mike. But that would be a huge loss for sure. Um, that series, I don't really... Uh, the only thing I have to say about that series is Jaw really showed something, that he's... You know, he's built for this. And I love the fact that he plays 40-plus minutes in the playoffs. Like, he's young. That's what he should be doing. My team's down. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try bringing us back. Oh, the game's close. I'm going to stay in there and try winning this for us. So I love that. And the only other thing I have to talk about is the Boston Celtics thing. I, I, w- I came back from work and I was about to go to sleep. And I just saw the first notification being like, oh, Danny Ainge might step down. And I was like, okay. I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, people did see that coming, right? Like, I don't think that was a shock or anything. And then it was like, Brad Stevens is tired of coaching. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I hope this isn't anything real. And then it just happened so fast. It was like, yep, Brad Stevens going to step down and take another position. And then it's like, yep, Celtics make it official. Danny Ainge is, I think they said retiring. And Brad Stevens going to be the new president of operation that, that's the Celtics, for the Celtics. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay with Danny leaving. I didn't, think, like, I didn't think any of the moves that he made were awful or anything. But I don't mind Brad taking over for that. I think Brad has a good eye for talent and, you know, what this team needs. So I don't mind that at all. I do, however... 
I don't think there's a better coach out there right now than Brad Stevens. Like, there's no one that can re- come in and replace Brad and it'd be like, oh, you know what? We're okay now. Like, there, all the coaches, there's no coach that's going to be as good as Brad Stevens. I heard Lloyd Pierce and I almost, was, I almost puked myself. I do not want Lloyd Pierce there. I don't want Jason Kidd there. I want someone new. I want someone new. I, I, like, I hope those guys get new chances at other places. I just don't want them here. Um, aside from that, I just think Brad Stevens is a really good coach. Like, I've always thought he was a top probably five coach in the league. At sometimes higher, sometimes probably not lower than five. Um, his resume is actually really impressive. And some, for some reason, people think he's under, over, like, yeah, underachieved. And I'm like, no, he, if anything, he's overachieved. Like, you go look at some of those roster and it's like, we barely had any top 20 players. And, uh, you know, the, the times um, we did, like, he made three Eastern Conference Finals and, like, ran into LeBron James. No, no team in the last, like, what, since 2011? From 2011 to 2019, no other team than the team that LeBron was on made the final. So it's not like he was underachieving. He was doing better than everyone else. And then 2019, uh, what was that? The Kawhi, LeBron left. And, like, the Raptors weren't doing anything with a similar amount of talent as the Celtics. It was only until they got a real superstar. The Celtics never had a superstar. Like, Kyrie's not a superstar. Tatum's not a superstar. You know... These guys aren't superstars. In 2020 in the bubble, like, Hayward got injured. That's a big deal. That, like, actually matters. They lost uh, an actual piece in the playoffs. And Miami was a really good team last year. So, I, I don't really know what people wanted more. Like, he never had a superstar. Some people say he peaked at the coach, and I think that's just insane. Because you can't say he peaked. He peaked with the talent around him because I think that's the most you could probably do. I think that's probably all you could have done with the talent that he had around him. So you can say he peaked peaked as that. But you can't say he peaked if he never had a superstar to coach. You know, we'll see what Nick Nurse does now that there's no Kawhi Leonard there. Like, they're not going to do anything. They won 53 games last year, I believe. And they lost to this Celtics team without Hayward. They lost to that team. So we're going to – and, like, they don't have Kawhi anymore. And they just they were just in the lottery now. So, like, we see what teams are without superstars. 99% of the titles ever in history are with superstars. And if they're not, it's like the 2014 Spurs where it's, uh, like, two, three, four great players. And in the Spurs case, it was four Hall of Famers. They had Tim Duncan, Tony, Manu, Kawhi. So they had, like, four guys that were probably, well, like, top 30 players in the league. And they weren't just top 30 players in the league. They were four... They were former elite all-time players, so they're they're better than just like a regular top fifteen player. You know what I mean? It was Tim fucking Duncan, it was Manu Ginobili, it was Tony Parker, it was Kawhi Leonard, it was those guys. And then it was like the Pistons in '04, and Ben Wallace Hall of Fame, Chauncey probably gonna be Hall of Fame, Rip All Star, Rashid All Star, Tayshon defensive juggernaut. And it was a different era. Like, that was an era where you could actually win just holding teams to 65 fucking points. You know what I mean? And so, like, anyway, like, I mean, like, that's four all-stars that they had on one team. That's why they were, that's why they won. And it was a different era. Before that, like, I really can't think of 
like just going through my head, I can't think of the last championship team that didn't have a superstar. Before the Pistons, it was what? Duncan, Shaq, and Kobe three times. Duncan, Jordan three times. Hakeem twice. Jordan three times. I believe the Pistons twice uh, with Isaiah. Um, and even if you say not Isaiah, they had like seven guys on that team averaging 10 to 18 points. And in 88, I believe they had five guys averaging 14 to 18 points. Like like I said, like it was another team where it was like Hall of Fame great players. Maybe not superstar, but Hall of Fame great players. It was Isaiah, Dumars, Aguirre, Rodman. You know what I mean? So it's like a bunch of great players. Like, Kemba Walker's not going to make the fucking Hall of Fame. Gordon Hayward's not going to make the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? So, like, Al Horford's probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. He might make it, I guess, because of college stuff, but he's not going to make the Hall of Fame. He's probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. as like an NBA career. And before that, it was, what, probably the Seattle Sonics with Dennis Johnson, Gus Johnson. Yeah, Gus Johnson? Gus Williams or Gus Johnson? I can't remember his name right now. And Jack Sigma. I think Jack Sigma and Dennis Johnson are Hall of Famers. So two Hall of Famers right there. And another third guy who probably has an argument for a Hall of Fame. So that's what I mean. Like great players that are Hall of Famers. They might not be superstars, but they were Hall of Famers. And I think Dennis Johnson was first team All-NBA a couple times. That's just what I mean. Like Stevens never had a superstar to coach. So it's like... You know, people are going to shit on him for something that makes no sense to me at all. Uh, Danny Ainge, I don't really care. Like, I he could have stayed, he could have left. I didn't really care that much. Um, it, it's, a, it's a weird feeling right now to be a Celtics fan because Brad, like Brad Stevens was such like a cornerstone of the franchise. That's like a coach. It's like, okay, we have our two guys. They're not superstars yet, but like, Tatum has the chance to be a superstar. Jalen's a number two, a great number two. And we have the coach in place. We have the hard things in place. Now it's like, oh, we have the two, we have the potential superstar and we have the second guy. We don't really have a fucking coach now. So it's weird, but I trust Brad to like make the right decision. He's President Brad Stevens for a reason. And uh, I wish him the luck. And tomorrow we have. The Nuggets looking to close out the Blazers. And the Suns looking to close out the Lakers. And AD, I don't know if AD's going to play. I really don't. I don't think he should if he's not at least 75%. And if there's any chance of like, you know, it could get re-aggravated and like severely injured, then he shouldn't play at all. And, you know, just, you know, chalk the season up. And actually, not even chalk the season up. Like, try to win the game. Try to win game seven. And then, you know, give AD a couple, you know, uh, I guess by that time you would have given AD like a week, maybe two weeks off. And, uh, you know, let him come back for like game two or three of the next series. Um, so, yeah, it's not, it's not really a chalk. But, like, you have to be living to... You have to be okay with the season being, you know, an L and just take it on the chin and, like, you know, get started for next season. And uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was mayor of East Town. 
It's the, I think it's on HBO. I don't know. I, I legally streamed it. I don't know. I don't know where it's actually on. I think it's on HBO, though. It was a limited time series. Kate Winslet. Uh, Evan Peters. You know, the guy that plays... He's, I think he's been on American Horror Story and a bunch of other things. I think he played Quicksilver, Silver Quick, Gray something. I don't know. The, the quick guy that's also Gray, him. He played that in, like, the Marvel Universe. Or in... Uh, at least in... At least in WandaVision. I remember him playing that character. So, he's in it. Guy Pierce is in it. Um, and it's about, it's a murder mystery. Like, she's a detective and, like, you know, a teenage mom got murdered. So, she's trying to solve that. But there's also been, like, these other kidnappings going around. So, she's also trying to solve that. Maybe, like, you know, the thing is that maybe it's one person or like one group doing all of like the kidnapping and that murder or it's two different unrelated things and you know she has to figure all of that out and you know if you want to I would I 100% recommend it it's kind of spooky I always watched it before like I went to work and I was like fuck why am I watching this at nighttime it does get a little spooky at times um but I would 100% recommend it it's a really good show and I wanted to talk about the finale, 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 finale. I think it's finale. Is it finale? I'm, I'm gonna say finale. Whatever. Um, but I, w- I also wanted to just talk about some of the themes that it shows that are very important. You know, so the fin- <laughs> the finale, the finale, finale, whatever. Um, you know. Okay, if, if you do want to watch it and you don't want the spoiler, I just just skip all the way to the end. You know, I'm not I'm because I will spoil it, and it is a show where if it's spoiled, I don't think it's gonna be as fun to go through it. So, if you do plan on watching, just skip through the end. And uh, this is probably the last thing I'm gonna be talking about anyway. So, you can probably just skip to the end or just yeah, skip to the end with there's like two three minutes left, so you can listen to the song I picked. Song of the song of the podcast that I picked, or um, just you know stop listening right now. It's fine. So the finale was Mayor's best friend had a relationship with like the teenage mom who happened to be his niece. You know his relationship at home wasn't going well. Uh, the the girl like the 16, 17 year old she was she was having trouble at home. Her ba- her baby had. Her baby needed surgery. She didn't have the money for it. So they were able to, like, connect on some level, I guess. You know, that's how he, that's how he, like, the grown-ass 45-year-old man, you know, tried to explain it. And, you know, he tried to frame his brother because, like, his brother had nothing. So he's like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to frame him. You know, I have a wife. I have a kid. And, uh, you know, I have something to live for. So I'm just going to frame him. Um, Mayor finds out about it eventually. And, you know, they catch him and they take him in. And they take him in in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of the finale. And I'm going, okay, so there's still 45 fucking minutes left. What's going on here? Is it just going to be, like, you know, emotional breakdowns and shit like that at the end? And what happens is... His kid, his kid, 
knew that he was having an affair with his mom because I guess he had an affair before and he knew like you know it almost broke the family up so what he did was he got a gun and he went to go meet you know the 16 17 year old like try to scare her like yo you like leave my dad alone you know I don't want you ruining my fucking family because it almost ruined his family and on some level like you know you understand like the pain of like a 12 13 year old being like yo I don't want my family ruined I really don't want that even though I do think many like at times it can work but many times when you know someone takes back like their cheating partner it's never the same and a lot of times I feel like it leads to probably more arguments at home I imagine that's what happens and you know sometimes it's probably better that they get separated rather than stay together and you know his uh, his mom had taken him back and you know they were fine I guess this is a, this is one situation where you know, his mom had taken him back his dad back and you know they were fine so he's like I don't want to lose this so I and I know what happened last time where like all the fighting and the separation so you know I'm gonna try getting um, rid of her scare her off you know leave my dad alone and he accidentally shoots her and he kills her but the dad you know he he knows this and he doesn't want his son to be like um like going to juvie or whatever having like a criminal record or whatever so he takes the blame for it he's like no i i did it i killed her so you know eventually we find out it was the son the mayor finds out because like the the person who the son stole the gun from me he's like oh you know someone's been stealing it they go through the footage and they find out it was the little kid and the thing i wanted to talk about was just how irrational people can be when you know someone that they love is involved in it you know because we see it with the dad you know the dad probably would have been going to jail for a couple of years I don't know, actually. I don't know how long he would have been going to jail for. She was like 16, 17. Um, so I'm not, re- I'm not entirely sure I'm, like what the laws on like statutory rape is. I don't, I'm not really sure what like the laws on that is. Um, I remember on Californication, however, it was like community service. That's what it sounded like. Um, but I'm not sure what it is. So, But he took the blame... I guess it's not irrational, like, it's irrational, but it's not irrational because it is his son. But he was like, no, I'll take the full blame. No, I'll, I'll say I murdered her. I did the things that my son did because I don't want him to suffer for it. So he took the blame for that. Um, and then on, then after that, like, when the son, when Mare finds out that it was a son, uh, her best friend, you know, the, the mother of that son, she was like, Mayor, you ruined my fucking life. You know, you took away my husband. Now you're taking away, you know, my son. You're taking away my fucking Ryan. That's my son. And it's like, you know, she's like, you ruined my fucking family. It's like, no, not really. No, she didn't really ruin anything. You know, your your husband was, you know, sleeping with a 16-year-old niece. And your son, 12, 13-year-old, he shot her and killed her. You know, he had, a, he had a lot of rage inside of him, you know. Stephen King, actually, he, he had a theory before the finale. He was like, I think the kid did it. He just had a lot of rage inside of him. Um, and, you know, never bet against Stephen King. 
like you said, he's only been he's been wrong a couple times. The last one being in nineteen seventy three. Yeah, I should never have doubted Stephen King. Um, but it is one of those. So she, so she's like, Mary, you ruined my life. You know, I could have just been living with my son, but you took him away. And it's like, oh, well, not really. He shot someone. He killed. He killed a sixteen, seventeen year old. You know, your son, your husband was sleeping with sixteen. Your husband was sleeping with a 16, 17-year-old that was, you know, his niece. So, like, Mary didn't really ruin anything. But you understand where the mother is coming from. Like, that irrational irrational part of the mother. Like, you know, she's just emotionally traumatized. She just lost her husband, even though he was a piece of shit. But then then she lost her son, who was only 12, 13. So, you understand where she's coming from. Um... Yeah, I would recommend the show. It was very good. It was, I'll say this about the ending. It really makes you feel... It, it really makes you feel bad inside. It doesn't make you feel good. Like, the ending... It, didn't, it doesn't... It's one, of those, it's one of those things. Where it doesn't make you feel good inside. And, um... You know, like... Because at first you're like... Okay, if the finale ended with... The husband just going to jail you know them figuring it out and you know getting like the evidence to convict him like that would have been like okay that's I can live with that ending but now I gotta live with okay so the husband's a piece of shit but then like the son also is like going to jail now like the family's separated it just makes you feel really shitty inside it's one of those endings and I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that like it was good of course it's just it, make, it doesn't make you feel good inside. You know what I mean? It doesn't... It leaves you wanting more, almost. Whew. Um, anyways, great show. Definitely recommend it. Uh, there's, there's some great performances in it. A lot of funny stuff. A lot of good humor. Kate Winslet's like a former basketball star. Um, her mother has... Her mother has amazing life. She's like batting a thousand in the show. Uh, her daughter... Who is her daughter? I know she's famous. I, I know I've seen her in things. I think she's I, I think she's in Spider-Man. Like the movies. I think she's in those. She's a white girl in those. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she is. Uh, she's got some good lines. There's another backstory with like Kate and her son who, you know, killed himself. You know, he, he had a drug problem. And, you know, there's a lot of flashbacks to the flashbacks to that. Uh, some very deep emotional stuff. Just a lot of like I, I'll say this: it's only eight episodes and not a single filler episode. So every episode, there's something going on, something important going on, and you know each episode leaves you feeling like some like something happened in that episode. You don't feel like oh I just you know an hour of nothing. Every episode, every hour, like something happened and something. Not significant happened, but like something, like it set something up. So definitely recommend Mayor of Easttown. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening, everyone.
I'ma eat her like a pita roll I'm just saying with my love I could feed a soul Today get away and we don't need our clothes We at the pool and she looking like a centerfold Two tattoos but she say she getting plenty more She got Indian in her family, Seminole Me and Shouty go together like chemicals And she get mad when I call other women hoes Send her rose, I pick some flowers and send her those. Tall glass of Merlot, get her in a mold. Two tall glasses of Merlot, get her out of row. I whisper in her ear, then lick around her low. And when she check her watch, it's never time to go. And with her brain, she should make the honor roll. And when I came, she caught me like the common cold. Damn, damn you the shit. I'll rip my heart out and hang you the shit And I don't really know how to handle the shit But tonight it's moonlight and candles and shit With you, baby